Hello and welcome back to episode four of Feeling Naughty or if this is your first time listening, welcome. Come and join us as we take our weekly pop culture history lesson. At this point, we are not even a month into 2021 yet and to put it simply, shit's fucked. Um, I'm not even going to go into politics at the moment because this is a pop culture podcast and politics is just not important to this hour of the internet. Um, but politics aside, shit's still fucked. We've got Azalea Banks uh, boiling her cat. We have everything that Army Hammer is doing. Um, yeah, everything's just fucked. Um, and I don't think I'm mentally prepared to handle this year in entertainment. So instead of dealing with how fucked the world is, sit down, grab a drink, chill the fuck out, and let's reminisce a much simpler time. On account of the fact that we are now four whole episodes into this baby podcast and we cracked the Apple charts last week, I thought I would bless you all with the story that quite literally kicked this podcast off. I know I'm a huge simp for Paris Hilton and I love a good deep dive into Lindsay Lohan just being a messy bitch for the entire decade. But this particular moment in early 2000s history is quite literally the one that I never shut up about. This week's lesson is a little bit of music history for you, specifically the true story of the biggest banger of the decade, Ashley Simpson's 2005 song, Boyfriend. I was going to insert a clip of it here, but um, I don't want to have copyright strikes. Now, I dropped the Ashley Simpson's Boyfriend is actually about Wilma Valderrama and Lindsay Lohan fun fact in my regular life all the fucking time. And it is my firm political belief that everybody should know this story because it is a good one. The best, in my personal opinion. But before we deep dive into the nitty gritty, I'm just going to set the scene because we're talking about some pretty big names here. The year is 2003. Paris Hilton is popular. Everybody wears Von Dutch, we're wearing low-rise jeans, we have our butterfly clips. A much simpler time. Wilma Valderrama is fresh out of his breakup with Mandy Moore. Lindsay Lohan is fresh out of her breakup with huge, notorious early 2000s fuckboy Aaron Carter. Ashley Simpson is dating Xenon girl of the 21st century star Gregory Smith. Everybody seems like they're just doing their own thing. We've had some breakups, we've had some relationships, but like... Everything seems pretty normal. At the time this story kicks off, Ashley Simpson and Lindsay Lohan were friends. It's unclear exactly how close they were, but in early 2004, they were photographed at multiple different events together, including a Golden Globes after party and an event that Tommy Hilfiger put on. So yeah, there was a friendship there. We don't know how close it was and how much of it was just for publicity, but they were definitely friends in some capacity. It's also worth noting that we're just at the start of the infamous It Girl War that I personally like to call Cyclone Lindsay Lohan. She's already had a public beef with uh, Hilary Duff as a result of the Aaron Carter situation and poor old Lindsay Lohan is about to go two for two with Wilma fucking Valderrama. Now at this point I would judge her for having god awful taste in men and honestly the whole my whole issue with the early 2000s is that all of these fights are over just the shittiest of men. 
Like, we're talking Aaron Carter. We're talking Wilma Valderrama. Just, like, not great guys. And everybody was fighting over them. I just don't get it. However, I'm not going to blame Lindsay for this one because Lindsay was actually one of the first women to be fucked over by Wilma Valderrama publicly. So she didn't have the same sort of, like, the red flags weren't as obvious as they are now. But they were coming. I'm just going to chuck a quick disclaimer here, like I do every episode, that everything here comes from the tabloids, mostly courtesy of Pop Culture Died in 2009. There is some questionable stuff we're going to be talking about regarding potentially predatory behavior given how young Lindsay was at the time. But again, all of the information we have is coming from tabloid sources. So please take it all with a boulder sized grain of salt and Wilma Valderrama, please don't sue me. So now we have the backstory, let's get into it. So Wilma and Lindsay first meet in 2003 at the Teen Choice Awards. They reportedly hit it off at the awards and then a short time later hooked up at Marquee Nightclub in New York City, which is really funny because a lot, and I mean a lot of important Hollywood hookups have happened at Marquee Nightclub in New York City. This hookup is alleged because it's unclear of her age at the time. She was technically underage at the Teen Choice Awards, but the Teen Choice Awards was in LA, so this had to be at least a decent amount of time after that. Like, it wasn't the same night. So it is unclear if she was technically underage or just 18 at the time. Because this one's a bit sketchy, we're not going to add it to the official timeline because the source is unknown, but they definitely did meet at the Teen Choice Awards. That much is canon. So, Lindsay and Wilma are friends, and I'm going to put big giant air quotes around the word friends because, like, they were friends for a few months until, surprise, surprise, they get into a relationship just moments after she turned 18 in July of 2004. The timeline here is super sketchy because some of the sources claim they only dated for two months. Others claimed they dated from May to November of 2004, which would have mean that Lindsay was 17 when they started dating. For context, Wilma Valrama was 24 at the time. According to Us Weekly, uh, just a month after Lindsay's 18th birthday, Wilma goes to Tiffany's and buys her a promise ring. This is often misreported as an engagement ring, but to quote my Lord and Saviour, Dakota Johnson, that's not the truth, Ellen. I did my research. It is definitely, 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 definitely just a promise ring, which is an incredibly early 2000s thing to do. But no, they were not engaged. Regardless of the fact that it was not an engagement ring, it's still super creepy and weird considering they've only been dating for a month. She's just 18. She legally cannot even buy a beer. And again, they have only been dating a month. And this man's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to lock this down. going to be with you forever. No, it's creepy. I'm sorry if it sounds like I hate Wilma Valderrama. I just simply cannot pretend to be neutral here because he has a, uh, a history of dating super young women in Hollywood. I won't allege that he's doing anything illegal, but when you continually have to date younger women, it's probably a sign that you have some issues that you should work out with a therapist and not with a slew of young women in Hollywood. Who end up becoming really fucked up because of it. But alas, after a whirlwind two-month romance, Lindsay and Wilma call it quits. According to an anonymous source close to the couple, uh, Wilma had to change the locks on his house because Lindsay was angry. 
surprise, surprise, this god-awful tabloid breakup also has a crazy ex-girlfriend narrative. I know, I blame Lindsay Lohan for everything that happens in the early 2000s, but fuck. Men in Hollywood really caused Cyclone Lindsay. They wiped their hands clean of it like nothing happened, and now they're all living their life, and they managed to, like, get off scot-free. I fucking see you, Aaron Carter. I know this is your fault, and I will hold this against you for the rest of your life. However, the joke is actually on Wilma Valderrama here, because if we fast forward to December, it's revealed that Lindsay planned to buy him a fucking $125,000, and that's US dollars, Mercedes-Benz, as a Christmas present, but ultimately, in what is a huge power move for Lindsay Lohan, decided to keep it for herself when they broke up. Points for Lindsay, power move, I love this energy. For all of you keeping track at home, we are currently in December of 2004. On December 13 of this year, Lindsay and Ashley Simpson were still close friends. They even dined out at a fancy LA sushi restaurant with the love of my life, Paris Hilton, wearing quite possibly the most 2004 outfits I have ever seen. I'm going to add photos to the Facebook group, which if you aren't in, you should go and join immediately because there are some great photos to be seen of this era. Honestly, I hope the sushi was good because this is probably the last peaceful moment they had before Cyclone Lindsay ruined both of these friendships. For what it's worth, this is also before the Lindsay and Paris beef. So this time, everybody was just peaceful except Hilary Duff, but like, who cares about Hilary Duff, am I right? And now we fast forward to February 4th of 2005 when Ashley Simpson enters the chat. So Ashley and Wilma Valderrama reportedly hooked up at Avalon Nightclub in LA and much like our beloved Marquis in New York, LA has Avalon as the home of many a Hollywood scandal and honestly they should do a better job at marketing themselves based on that because I would love to go out for a drink in Hollywood at the nightclub that has seen these huge fights. Iconic. Naturally, this sparks a ton of rumors, mine and Lindsay Lohan pun, uh, that Ashley and Wilma are together and that Ashley stole Wilma from Lindsay. The whole tabloid shebang, you know how it all goes. So obviously, Lindsay got wind of this and was understandably pissed off. She released her hit song first, which was part of the Herbie Fully Loaded soundtrack, but was also very clearly a dig at Ashley and Wilma. Just an aside, Herbie Fully Loaded was a great movie and Disney fucking nailed it with that one. But Lindsay didn't stop there. No. A few weeks later, she was picking up a few awards at the MTV Movie Awards on June 4th, and being the party animal that she was at the time, and still is, she threw an after party. And obviously, if there's a big party in Hollywood, Ashley and her very famous sister Jessica Simpson are going to try and go. Totally normal behaviour, it was the early 2000s, everybody loved a good party. However, they were turned away at the door in a savage yet somewhat understandable move from Lindsay Lohan. But being Ashley and Jessica fucking Simpson, they weren't going to let this stop them from having a fun night, so they yeeted off to Jimmy Fallon's party. And all was, all was well in Hollywood. Until Lindsay, who was quite literally throwing her own party five minutes ago, decided that she also wanted to go to Jimmy Fallon's party. And now we have potentially the only moment in the entire It Girl War, Cyclone Lindsay Lohan saga, in which anyone was willing to throw hands. So while at uh, Jimmy Fallon's party, Jessica Simpson, quote, 
lunged at Lindsay at the party, prompting security to physically remove them. I don't know much about Jessica Simpson other than the fact that she makes bomb-ass hair extensions and With You was a total banger, but apparently she will also throw hands if need be. So points for her for being the only one that actually would have thrown a fucking punch. I think we need to get one of those charity boxing matches happening for the It Girl War and everyone can just fight it out. So that was June at the MTV Movie Awards. But if we fast forward two months to August of 2005, Lindsay is trying to make amends with Ashley at the MTV VMAs. And there was a whole, but there's a whole bunch of photos. I implore you to go and look on Getty because it's quite funny. Basically, people are taking photos on this red carpet and Lindsay Lohan is trying so hard to make amends with Ashley Simpson. She's like kissing her on the cheek having a cute photo up when very clearly Ashley Simpson does not want a bar of it. As always, these juicy pics will be in the podcast Facebook group for all of your lurking pleasure. Please pause the podcast right now and go appreciate it because their outfits are so 2005. Like literally in one of them, they have a ponytail and not the super like cool girl Ariana Grande ponytail. Like I'm talking, I'm about to suck some dick. Let me chuck my hair up quickly sort of ponytail. It is iconic. I miss the early 2000s so much. I simply cannot. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, the truly juicy bit. Ashley Simpson, the emo queen of the It Girls, drops her infamous banger boyfriend, including a video clip that is such an obvious parody of Lindsay Lohan's song that it makes all the small things by Blink-182 look like an original film clip concept. Seriously, go and watch it and then watch the film clip for first and you cannot tell me that they are not identical. With lyrics like, Hollywood sucks you in but it won't spit me out and hey how long till you look at your own life instead of looking into mine I didn't steal your boyfriend, it is very, very, very clear that this song was about Lindsay Lohan. It is now and it was then and I truly, 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 truly do not see how anybody missed it. But despite it being blatantly obvious that the song is a Lindsay Lohan diss track, Ashley Simpson denied it until she was blue in the face. I mean, I have to give her some points here for just her sheer dedication to the lie. To quote Ashley at the 2005 Teen Choice Awards, she said, quote, It is not about one person in particular. It's just something every girl can relate to, how every girl out there seems to think that you stole her boyfriend. It's just making fun of that. So she basically just claimed that it was like not inspired by anyone and she was just trying to be relatable. I mean, give me a break. This is very clearly about Lindsay Lohan. So not only did she come out with a song just after Lindsay's that is about Lindsay and mocked the fuck out of her music video, Ashley Simpson's boyfriend was also a charting hit while Lindsay Lohan's first was a big old flop. Personally, I love first. I think it's a banger. It was quite possibly one of the most memorable songs on the Herbie soundtrack, but if we're talking about actual charting music success, there was none. I'm sorry, Lindsay, but Ashley wins this one. At the time of Boyfriend's release, obviously everybody assumed it was about Lindsay and Wilma, so Wilma told People magazine, quote, a lot of people are out to make me look like this womanizer. The press created this bachelor persona, but it's not really me. Hey, I take it as a compliment. 
it must be the first time in history where a sidekick on a show has this kind of persona off screen. I mean, fuck off. I hate this man. I just, I cannot handle it. Wilma Valderrama sucks. He truly fucking sucks. This was 2005. And I implore you to go and look at his dating history since. Every person that he's been with has ended up super fucked up after it. He's just not a good guy. But obviously, nobody bought this bullshit that, like, the song wasn't about Lindsay and Wilma was just this good guy. So a few months later, in October of 2005, Wilma had to again sit down with people to clear the air. Again. So he said, everyone has moved on just fine. I really wish her love too because I think she can use some. That was him about Lindsay. We've been friends for about five and a half years. All of a sudden, we couldn't be in the same room before people were saying we were making out. Quote about Ashley Simpson. So we're getting to the end of 2005, and Wilma and Ashley were hellbent that they did not fuck. I repeat, Ashley and Wilma did not fuck. Allegedly. But to throw an absolute spanner in the works that opens a whole new can of It Girl War Worms, Nick fucking Carter has entered the chat. So we're fast forwarding a little bit now to February of 2006 when Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys fame and notorious fuckboy Aaron Carter's brother told Page Six that he cheated on Paris Hilton with Ashley Simpson after Paris Hilton reportedly cheated on him. Honestly, I forgot that Nick Carter and Paris Hilton even dated because she deserves way, way, way better. But it happened. I didn't bother looking up the Paris rumours to see if she really did cheat, but basically Nick sat down with page six and was like, yeah, I fucked Ashley Simpson to get back at Paris Hilton. We're going to ignore the fact that that still makes Aaron, uh, not Aaron, Nick Carter seem like a piece of shit. But yeah, he created this whole thing. So I'm going to read the quote and you might want to sit down for this because it's pretty long. I'd fallen head over heels with this chick Then, all of a sudden, three months go by and I've got people telling me, Nick, you know what Paris is doing to you. And I got a little upset. So then I just decided to fight back a little bit and started doing my own thing again. The result is I hooked up with Ashley Simpson. When Paris came back from Australia, they talked to each other and she found out about it. So I brought it up to her and she said, you know what I did. Now it's your turn. Why don't you tell me what you did? And she goes, I never did anything. I never cheated on you. So I I had kind of started to really like Ashley and I was thinking about the dating stage and then before you know it, fucking bitch face comes back. So that was what he said about Paris Hilton. At this point, I've totally spoiled this episode already because we all know that the song is about Lindsay. But just take a moment because at the time, we didn't know that, okay? So this then sparked a whole new series of rumours that Boyfriend was actually written about Paris Hilton and Nick Carter which at the time could have made sense. Much like the Wilma and Lindsay thing and the Aaron Carter and Hilary Duff thing, both Paris and Ashley Simpson are just way too good for Nick Carter. Like, why were we fighting over him? You both deserve better. But alas, the rumor mill was a churning. And now we get to a memory that I had actually forgotten about. So, um, prior to the Kardashians and all of those reality TV shows, Aaron and Nick Carter had a show called House of Carters, which was just like a short-lived reality TV Kardashian-style thing. So at the time, MTV asserted that this 
Sleeping with Ashley Simpson thing was a stunt to promote the show. As you'd expect, the show only lasted one season because although we love keeping up with the Kardashians, I have precisely zero fucks to give about keeping up with Aaron and Nick Carter. I'm sorry. So a week after MTV released their statement, um, Ashley Simpson told Us Weekly that she, quote, died laughing when she heard the rumor. Quote, no, that is so random. When I heard that, I was dying laughing. Uh, So after she called bullshit, uh, Nick was cornered into telling the truth and basically claimed that the affair did happen, but he didn't mean to make it public, blaming fame-hungry Aaron for the whole ordeal. Honestly, you have to applaud his, like, dedication to just straight-up lying at this point. So he said, this was one of those things I wanted to keep under wraps, but then my brother kind of let the cat out of the bag. However... According to Exposé, he later clarified that not only did he not sleep with Ashley Simpson, it was all just a ploy to get back at Paris Hilton for allegedly sleeping with Chad Michael Murray. Now, I don't condone cheating. I really hate it. Not a fan. However, I would also fuck Chad Michael Murray if given the chance. Like, I don't blame Paris Hilton for this. If I had to choose between Nick Carter and Chad Michael Murray, I would fuck Chad Michael Murray. That is my life advice of this episode. If given the chance to fuck Chad Michael Murray, you say yes. If you are sexually attracted to men and would not fuck Chad Michael Murray, I'm going to have to go ahead and ask you to leave the podcast immediately. So at this point, it was crystal clear again that the song was about Lindsay. However, Ashley Simpson still just denied it. And not only did she deny it, she continued to deny it until September of 2018 when she finally fucking admitted it. Like I do pretty much every episode, I have to give points to my King Andy Cohen, who seems to be the only person to ever ever definitive about anything that happens in the early noughties, even if it's years after it first actually happened. So, in an episode of Watch What Happens Live, Ashley played Plead the Fifth and was asked the following question. Quote, In your 2005 song Boyfriend, there were rumours that the lyrics I didn't steal your boyfriend that that lyric was allegedly about you not stealing Wilma Valderrama from Lindsay Lohan. Is that true? And how would you characterize your relationship with with Lindsay? So that was Andy's question. Um, At first, she gave a really piss-weak answer and said, quote, I mean, I hung out with Valderrama first, and I wasn't interested in him at that point. And we are great. All is well. By the way, they're the best. So basically just saying that she never had any interest in Wilma and they were all friends. However, when she was pressed for a more direct answer, she said, and I quote, I didn't steal Valderrama. I was done, but all love here. Honestly, I feel like the conclusion to this story was spoiled within the first five minutes, but honestly, I'm just glad that you could all come along for this wild ride. Once again, we have reached the conclusion that Lindsay Lohan bless her soul, was the center point for all early 2000s drama. If you haven't already, please go and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Don't give me anything less than five stars because I'll cry. And that's not what we want. Um, If you do, I will give you my firstborn child or my kidney, whatever you want. While you're there, also subscribe and share with your best friend. We copped our first one-star review recently, which I'm pretty sure is a person that sent me a bunch of hate completely unrelated to the podcast. So if you've made it this far, you should go ahead and tell me how much you love me in the review section 
So Apple continues to rate us very highly. Also, remember to join the podcast group where we can exchange memes and funny things that Heidi Montag does because honestly, I am obsessed with her TikTok right now and it's just weird, horny energy. Um, basically, it's like those girls' advice groups that got shut down, but it's not gender exclusive and I promise you won't have to read any cringy posts about 15-year-olds' relationship problems. So with that being said, I will see you all next week for yet another episode of Early 2000s History Lessons, aka The Feeling Naughty Podcast. Bye!